Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And oh my gosh, Julie, there's almost only 31 days left this year. I know. It's exciting, right? And it's 2023. Yes. So that means everybody's got to not just get to work, but stay at work. We want you to have a great end to the year. Of course, take some time for yourself and your family. But we also have been talking to you for probably 60 or 90 days about the fact that what you do now greatly impacts how you'll do next year. Because if you take too much time off and then you have to get ready to get started to relaunch again, you haven't done your business plan yet, you're not really sure, but you'll just start next year. Well, that's going to actually set you back, not set you forward. That's right. And if you have not yet completed your real estate treasure map, that's your 2023 fill-in-the-blank business and life plan. Well, we've made it easy for you, and I know a lot of you are looking for that information because you don't want to roll into the new year. Again, I can hardly believe we're saying that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you don't want to roll into a new year without actually having a plan. Well, guess what? We've got it waiting for you. And we also, as a bonus, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get to join Premier Coaching for free, which is something else that all of you should be doing. We surveyed some of our new members, and since June, we've had over a 1,000 of you join Premier Coaching. And I know since June, um, probably I would say a vast majority of the agents joining have been selling because we surveyed you guys after you jo- after you've joined. You're selling like between 15 and 30 houses per year. And the number one thing that you're looking for is not gimmicks. It's not how to social media, uh, this, that, and the other TikTok videos. The number one thing you guys are looking for are scripts and skills. And I was actually delighted to see that mm-hmm. because um, it tells me that, frankly, the podcast listeners, you, all of you, and if you're watching us on YouTube, you guys are tuned into the frequency that you need to be for this new year because it's less about rah-rah and narcissism and look at me and here's my purple Lamborghini. And it's more about actually knowing how to solve people's problems. So I salute all of you. Um, We have made Premier Coaching for free. So you can join right now and you can get a head start on next year. Just simply text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. Or you can also just go to premiercoaching.com. Just go to premiercoaching.com and you can join Premier Coaching. And yes, that does include a daily semi-private coaching call with a Harris Certified Coach. Monday through Friday, you'll be on a semi-private coaching call, direct interaction with one of our certified coaches, asking the questions that you need to be answered. And frankly, the best part of it is not just obviously that, but you're going to be rubbing elbows with other people that are also focused on making next year their best year ever. So while you're thinking about it, text the word Premier to 47372 or simply go to premiercoaching.com. And remember, the first thing that you need to do is download your 2023 real estate estate and really life plan. It's called the Real Estate Treasure Map and get that done immediately. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. So what we're focusing on is one of our favorite topics. If you are a longtime listener, you know this is true. How to actually be a powerful listing agent in your entire real estate business is built 
on what you need, to, basically on a certain number of listings, which we call your real estate magic number. So Julie, let's get into the math and explain to them for those that are discovering us for the first time, why it's so important that they consider thinking this way. That's right. So here's the question to write down. What would happen if you listed and sold at least 23 homes in 2023? Now, if you're a grizzled veteran and you're used to doing that, well, change that to 23 per quarter. You can modify as we go through this podcast. When Julie and I sold real estate, we usually had to have between 30 and 40 active listings at all times because we were selling in what was a balanced market where there was 180 days supply of homes for sale. And, and we're going to get into the numbers here in a second. So when you hear Julie say 23 homes, and if you've never listed a home, don't be intimidated by that because we're going to give you 13 or 14 points. It's going to yes. drill down, explain to you what you should be doing to actually go take listings. And by the way, none of the things that we're going to be telling you to do involve basically buying leads. We are not nope. advocates of buying leads. We absolutely positively want you guys to learn how to proactively lead generate. That's right. So let's do some math. So you're really clear on why 23 homes. Why do we cho choose that? Well, look at it this way. The average closing price currently, and I updated this yesterday in the United States is 380,000, but that's hard to do the math. So let's use 400,000 to keep it easy. On average, that would gross the listing agent about 12,000. Now, let's say the net profit to that listing agent is about 9,600 on that transaction after fees, et cetera. So you do 9,600 net times 23 transactions, that equals 220,800 for you. And that's just on the listing side. I that's hope right. you guys are paying attention. Now, obviously adjust accordingly. If you're in an average sale price area of a million dollars, you you know obviously are going to be able to make a lot more money on those same 23 transactions. So adjust accordingly. But the first thing you're going to need to do, and I'll give you, this is a little, this isn't in our notes, but I'll share this with you. Go to your MLS. If you're not, if you're in any way doubting that there's an extraordinary opportunity right now for learning how to be a listing agent, and frankly, having a listing focused business, go to your MLS right now and do a search and do a search. And I've given you guys this homework last few podcasts, mm -hmm. do a search for how many expires there have been in your entire MLS, not just your old geographic area, your neighborhood, but your entire MLS. Look to see how many expires there have been in the last 12 months and get ready to be blown away. That's right. And we'll talk more about all of the different ways that you're going to take these listings and sell them on the next couple of podcasts. But let, let's make sure we stick to the math so you guys are really clear. Now, we just talked about an average net 9,600 times 23 deals. That's at least 220,800,000 to you. And again, adjust accordingly. So that by itself is a good reason to list and sell 23 homes in 2023. That's about two transactions per month. And we're going to show you 13 ways to create those listings during this podcast series. This will be a multi-part series. But before we do that, let's think even bigger. Let's say that each of those 23 listings produces at least one closable buyer or another listing in the same neighborhood, which is entirely likely when you follow our proven systems, especially those of you who are premier coaching members. You know exactly what I'm talking about. This would make your 23 listings into 46 closings, because remember, they're going to throw off at least one to two deals per well, Let's explain per listing. that. We have to always make sure, sure that we're uh, giving information for everyone yes. on the... Right. So why is that? Why well, does that happen? So you're going to have a seller that's going to buy something, right? So you're going to have a seller that's going to usually move up or move down and as a buyer. So there's, you know, that becomes the listing and then that buyer buys something. That's another sale. Mm -hmm. You're going to sell the house yourself to your own buyer. That A lot of that happens this time of year, by the way. Uh, so this is the easiest time of year by far to... Uh, double in your listings because a lot of the other agents are 
uh, shall we say, on, it, they're in, uh, they're uh, waiting for turkey this, comatose. Exactly, turkey comatose, <laughs> wrapping presents. They're not paying attention, right? But then the other thing, and this will hopefully surprise none of you, is when you follow our listing process and our whole the systems we create for you guys, not just to you know proactively generate the listing, but how to actually get it sold and then generate other leads from that listing. You're going to discover that you're going to root out again, especially this time of year, frankly, mm -hmm. the sellers that were thinking about selling in the spring. So if you take a listing now, when you take a listing now and you say, for example, do something super simple like hold an open house, you're going to discover that the neighbors who are thinking about putting their houses for sale in the spring are going to come over and they're not necessarily going to introduce themselves to say, I'm the neighbor across the street who's thinking about selling their home, but they are going to, once you follow our scripts for doing open houses, you're going to then discover that they are indeed neighbors that are frankly just comping their own property. You need to then go proactively, obviously uh, with skills, solicit them so you can get the listing or the right to be their listing agent. Using the seven-step listing process that we teach you in Premier Coaching, things like using every single time with every single listing lead, your pre-listing package, using your seller pre-qualification scripts, all of the stuff that we teach you in Premier Coaching should create at least that much business off of every active listing that you take. Being very aggressive this time of year will reward you far more than any other time of year because your competition, again, is mostly not paying attention. People sometimes in comments don't like the word when we, you know, mm -hmm. competition, but the reality of it is there is competition in every aspect of life, especially in real estate. It should be self-evident, but there's only one person that's going to take the listing. There's only one person that's going to sell the house to the buyer. There's only one, you know, maybe two paychecks to the buyer and seller side that are going to be issued. That means a lot of other agents who are trying to compete for those opportunities are going to lose. And so you have to accept the fact that if you are losing, uh, suffer the pain of losing, decide that you don't want to suffer the pain anymore, and then learn the skills so you can start winning. And that's what Premier Coaching is about. So let's just say that those 23 listings do spin off that kind of business on each one of them, and we'll double that. So let's turn that $9,600 net commission to 46 sides. We're just doubling the 23 there. That will equal 441600 Now, if your average sale price is higher, and many of you listening, that's true, we just had to start with somewhere with the maths. We took the national average. But if your average sale price is higher than the average we used, modify your math and you'll see you can make at least 500000 selling about 200 homes per month, assuming your costs are not crazy. Now, you mentioned expireds a second ago. That's one of the beautiful things about expireds is you can pick and choose and actually raise your average sale price on purpose if you wanted to. Well, don't be overly pickly, uh, picking and choosing. Don't just overdo it. Just That's list true. them all, right? Just call them all, list them all. Uh, but here's another thing. I wonder, as Julia was sharing all those numbers with you, how many of you guys are just listening to what she said and just thought, well, that's way out of my, I can't even imagine that. Well, that's the problem because you can't, right? You're, the, you're your own problem. If you can't imagine you listing 23 homes, let alone three homes, you're the problem because you don't have a plan. And if you're saying, well, I just don't know how to do it, well, that's what Premier Coaching is. If you're asking yourself why you haven't done it so far, it's because no one probably told you that you could. No they one, don't do this in real estate school. Right. No one probably <laughs> told you that you should. When you get your real estate license, what does everyone tell you? Work on your brand. Work on Well, what does everyone tell you during a hot seller's market? Work on your brand. Work on your marketing. Join a team, right? Nothing about becoming a listing agent. Julia and I are the only educators in the real estate space that we know of that are essentially telling every single agent, grizzled veteran, new agent, does not matter, become a listing agent urgently 
recently, this is the best time in at least the last 20 years to become a listing agent. There's no doubt. Again, it always goes back to the same thing. Your competition does not have the skill set to be competitive in a marketplace like this. You want proof? Look to see how many expires there were in the last 12 months in your marketplace. Those are all agents that did not have the skills to get the houses sold, which means you, once you have the skills, are going to have an unfair advantage in the marketplace. And we all need unfair advantages, especially going to next year. That's right. So let's say you're willing to accept the challenge. We're going to give you some things that you've got to consider before you commit to this. And then we're going to give you all of the different activities that will cause you to have success on the next two podcasts. So things to consider before you accept this 2023 challenge of taking and list, listing and selling those 23 listings and everything that they spin off for you. Point A, things to consider, you will have to actively contact both people you already do know, as well as those you don't know. And this is the quintessential issue for some of you. People you know are past clients, people in your sphere of influence, and agent referrals. People you don't know is pretty much everybody else. Are you willing to speak with both of them, both of those categories, in order to earn roughly a half million dollars? Now, you're going to hear when you're doing what we ask you to do, people say, well, I'm going to list my house in the spring. I don't want to hear you know, any of you saying, well, I'll call you back in the spring. That is stupid. What you want to do when you find a seller that wants to put their house for sale in the spring, you want to follow our seven-step listing process. You want to go over there and get the listing contract signed, and then you want to actually have it, you know, obviously dated for whatever month they want to, they want to start the well, listing. But there's, I think to your point, excuse me, there are scripts that say things like spring. That's interesting. Why spring? Sometimes people just say that because they're busy and they don't want to deal with it. Or Mr. Seller, can you help me understand why uh, you perceive that spring would be an advantage to you? Um, putting your house for sale or Mr. Seller on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being the most, how much, uh, like with 10 being absolutely unquestionably the most, where would you put the most money you make from the sale as, as far as your priority? Like, is it a 10 or is it a one? The size of the check that I hand you at closing, the size of it being, you know, significantly more. If I could show you that it'd be significantly more now, Mr. Seller, would, would that make it a 10 for you? Or would that make it a one? Okay, well, it's a 10. Great, I appreciate that. So let me ask you this question. If I can show you, prove to you that putting the house for sale now is going to be a huge advantage to you where we could hit that 10, then I assume that we would not want to wait, correct? And by the way, statistically, guys, there are fewer sales that happen this time of year, but the sales that happen are with, generally speaking, better quality buyers that don't waste mm -hmm. time because, and the seller is going to sell the house, um, depending on the house, obviously, going to sell it quicker with less hassle because fewer, again, showings, fewer showings, right? So, but I, I'll just from own experience, personal experience in coaching agents, it's very difficult to get sellers to list their houses this time of year. They're all going to want to say, I want to put it off to the spring. And if you can't move past that, you say, Mr. Seller, I hear that a lot from folks. Um, by the way, what does spring mean to you? Don't just assume that what they mean by spring is what you mean by spring, but what matters the most is when you run across a seller that is planning on putting their house for sale, an owner that wants to be a seller in the spring, you do not wait and say, they're going to call, I'm going to call you back. There's mm -hmm. something that we coach you guys towards and it's in our book, Harris Rules, which by the way, is a fantastic Christmas gift for the real estate person in your life. It's on Amazon, over almost 600 five-star reviews. It's already festively uh, in a, a, a green <laughs> right, a green wrapper. It's called Harris Rules, one of the best-selling real estate books of all time. Make sure you get that. What well, we talk about something called Furiously Fast Lead Follow-Up. And again, these are all going back to skills, right? So if you run across somebody at a Christmas party or whatever, and they want to put their house for sale in April or whatever, then you don't ask them, you don't just basically 
call them back, you know, in April well, okay, and expect I'll call you in April. because what's going to happen is they're going to go to holiday parties. They're mm-hmm. going to run into a million different agents. They're going to mention while having their haircut, they're putting their house for sale. And the next person, that person's going to cut the hair off. is going to be an agent. You guys get the point. You will lose that listing 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So when you have an opportunity to list a house, you must urgently go get the contract signed. Um, and then obviously date it for whenever the seller actually wants to have it for sale. Do not wait urgently or rather furiously fast lead follow up. And by the way, if you're a premier coaching member, which I know many of our podcast listeners already are or are soon to be, I just posted holiday objection handlers for all of them with the complete scripts. And there's also an article that we wrote for Housing Wire that they picked up talking about how to handle holiday objections. Obviously, if the seller, you know, if, if they're really not moving until April or May, then that's different than if they say, you know, you have to have that conversation and using our scripts, do you need to be closed by April or would you like to just be getting on the market? So these are all things that help you drill down and actually take the business. Okay, so point B, things to consider before you're accepting this challenge. You should analyze where your business came from last year and keep doing what has worked and dump what didn't work. Consider doing more of what actually worked. For example, if you had five transactions from repeat clients, but you didn't actually have a system to speak with your database regularly, well, how many more repeat clients could you create this year by being more drilled down on that source of business and more systematic? And I would add to that, I think you would agree with this, Tim, that in a shifting market, you're going to get less of that aspirational moving just, you know, because I know it's easy. So you're going to have to have a higher level of communication when the market has shifted on you. Well, there I've been noticing, especially in Instagram and Facebook, there's a lot of gurus that are telling agents the anecdote to their slowing of, of their businesses essentially to increase the effort. And yes, that's true. Yes. But that's not completely true. Mm-hmm. Because if your effort is towards doing something that's a waste of time, wasting more time is not going to solve your problem. No, it'll actually make it worse. Exactly. And I want you guys to think about that. So do not just simply, you know, again, I was reading something um, and the person in this long video and has, you know, you got a 10x whatever you're doing and all this rah, rah, Frankel, just Mickey Mouse, right? Well, what if what you're doing doesn't work? So for example, what if, okay, that means I need to make more TikTok videos and sure enough, you're making 10X the TikTok videos and sure enough, you're still not getting any results. It's what you do. And if you're actually doing something that's going to be, for example, if you're proactively lead generating to an expired listing and you learn how to do that and you get decent at it, you don't even have to get great at it. What do you think is going to be more effective, guys? A bunch of TikTok videos are actually knowing how to proactively lead generate directly to an expired seller. Of course, the expired seller, but how many of you are going to gravitate towards the, the uh, TikTok video? And I also want to say something else when Julie was talking about knowing where your lead sources were. A lot of you guys lie to yourselves or frankly, don't ask the secondary question when you're trying to figure out where the lead source came from. I had somebody on the phone maybe two weeks ago and actually it was in text and she was telling me like she was trying to basically exp- sell me on the idea that she gets a lot of business from Instagram or something. And then I said, well, give me an example, right? And I said, give me an example of the last, you know, whatever you buy or seller you got from Instagram. She gave me this great seller. She goes, blah, 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 told me this whole story. And she messaged me through Instagram and I sold her house. Okay. That sounds fantastic. But then she actually said to me and you know, my, in essence, that it was an actual referral from a past client and the uh, agent, I'm sorry, and the buyer 
did not um, know her phone number, the agent's phone number or her email address. So she found her through Instagram. In other words, Instagram was the messaging device, but Instagram was not the source of the business. And a lot of you guys, when you get leads through Facebook, you get leads through Instagram, you get leads through wherever you're getting them from, you fool yourself into telling yourself that that's where the lead came from. Oh, they found me on Instagram because they like all my you know videos or whatever. They found you on Instagram because they did not have any other way of communicating with you, which is fine. Great. I mean, at least the lead got to you, sure. right? But you have to ask the secondary question always when someone's saying they found you on social and really drill down to find, well, was there any other reason you called me or, you know, you sort you rooted me out and you will find most cases that there was a secondary reason. They saw a for sale sign. You actually had a listing that they were interested in, a neighbor, you whatever. Something's going to be the real genesis of that lead, not the social media. But you guys, again, want to social media and being influencers over this past seller's market, which is definitely over, has become a bit of a, a religion, and I and especially in real estate. And I'm here to tell you that that's not going to work in this new market. Uh, if it worked at all in the past market, it's not going to be anything like what it's going to. Un unfortunately, the people that have not really developed skills and how to proactively lead generate will needlessly suffer. I know the reason that thousands of you are joining Premier Coaching is because you know what I'm saying is true. And a lot of you guys, again, because we survey you after you join, have been involved in their coaching um, you know, models before, and a lot of them have been geared towards social media. And you know that what I've been saying, what Julie and I have been saying for the past really five years about social media on this podcast, has true. It is true. And you're now discovering what we're saying is true. I had another interesting Zoom last week with someone who's well-known for being a branding guru for real mm -hmm. estate agents. And sure. I, I like this guy. You and I have known him since the 90s. Mm -hmm. And it's like sort of his premise is, you know, you need to build a brand. And after that, the, you know, the people will call to which the people will come. And I, and I thought to myself, if I were selling a product, for example, if I were selling pies, mm -hmm. you know, if I had a pie shop and I was on a main street, um, yeah, I would imagine that I needed to brand myself as having the world's best pies and people will walk into my store. I have to go out, not just create the product, but I also have to go out and create the customer, right? Mm -hmm. And then sure. hopefully over time, I sell enough pies, enough repeat customers that they, I have a steady repeat and referral business just from selling pies. That's the dream sequence for any business. You don't have to do any of that in real estate. That's where branding falls on its face because you have, a, you don't like, for example, you're running the pie shop. You have to find the people that want to buy a pie. But in real estate, you have people that are in your marketplace right now, have their hands in your air and say, hell yes, I want to sell my house. Why do we want you to focus on a seller? Because then the buyers will fall off every tree. It does not matter what the market's like. If you have a listing, you will always have tons of buyers. Get that clear in your head. That's the sequence. Listings first. You can go to your MLS for free and find a ton of expireds. And there's a lot of other sources we teach you to chase inside Premier We're going to talk about 13 over the next couple of yeah, days. Yeah, we're going to talk about 13 in the next couple of days. But you guys, be really clear. If you know how to proactively lead generate, if you know how to you know, uh, essentially follow our seven-step listing process and take listings, you don't have to try to trick people into calling you from all your clever branding and marketing. Well, and they're not going to go there first. Right, because you're proactively lead generating to them. You're proactively getting them to list with you. You're building your reputation, which is really what essentially uh, people that are saying become an influencer in real estate, really what they're trying to tell you is try to buy your way to having a reputation of being successful. The way you have a real reputation is you essentially earn it through having helped a lot of other people with their real estate needs, which is when you actually are willing to put in the time and do it 
what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. So before you start believing that your branding and marketing is going to somehow miraculously make it so the world beats a path to your doorstep, you need to use what's called common sense and think about what I just said. You can easily go and proactively lead generate to sellers. You don't have to look for them. Unlike the pie shop owner who has to find the people in their community that wants to buy pies, you already have a list of people every single day who have their hands in their air and say, yes, I want to sell my house. Why would you go and spend money trying to build yourself as a brand, hoping that those people who are already telling you they have to sell a house would call you? Why? Because you don't have the skills to actually proactively generate to them. Oh, Do sure. you guys get it? It's asinine. <laughs> so stop believing it's true because it's not. If you want to do the marketing, the branding, and the social media after you've already learned how to be a proactive lead generator, then go for it. But please do not think that you're going to scale up your business, become a listing agent by fooling the world into thinking that you're successful at being a listing agent when you're not. So many of you guys, mostly millennials, frankly, are going to suffer needlessly because you're going to learn on the job what I've been saying and Julie and I've been saying for years is true with regards to learning how to actually, frankly, earning the right to be the listing agent through your skill set. That's right. So point number C, that means that you must be willing to do what you don't want to do, or at least so far haven't wanted to do, but we're changing that today, right? You have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, which is virtually all the time, and do it at the highest level. That's the skills part. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. And that has stopped working, all that social stuff that Tim just talked about. So to go to the next level financially, you have to go to the next level with your skills. Stop hiding out from that. It is it is not as hard as many of you have made it out to be because you've avoided it for so long. Does that make sense? It does. But Julie, think about this. So it wasn't even six months ago, 12 yeah. months ago, let's say, which is amazing to think how different things were. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say 18 months ago. 18 months ago, you could not come across a seller that was not in the money on their house in a big way. Even really six months ago, unless they bought in the last six months, mm -hmm. every seller you found was in the money by at least 30 or 40% equity. Well, if they thought they could then move up and buy another house and that they could essentially you know, play the real estate lottery and win again because that house, whichever they were moving up to, was also going to appreciate rapidly, there was no real sales skills needed because just essentially, frankly, straight up greed, was, and that's not a bad word necessarily, was wanting to make them actually sell their house, take their equity, move yeah. it up to another one, move it up to another one. Objection-free, right? basically. Exactly. Objection-free. Like, oh, you can go buy your dream house, your house that you, you know, bought two years ago is now worth hundreds of thousands of dollars more. Oh, and by the way, the interest rates are 3% and your payment's basically the same now because you're essentially having the same mortgage balance because you're taking the appreciation, the equity from your previous house or rolling into your next one. That is not a lot of skills necessary no, for they that. they would close themselves. Exactly. They'd say, how fast can you do this for me? So you, becoming a listing agent in the past market, that's the reason it was a bloodbath for commissions because sellers knew that the house was going to sell itself. And on the buyer side, every single buyer, it frankly, was really smart to buy a house, really smart to buy a house now. Every house that's for sale now is going to be uh, costing more in the future because of inflation. But right now, uh, I'm sorry, six months, 18 months ago, they bought a house. Why were they buying a house? It wasn't because of your snazzy TikTok videos, folks. I promise you. It was FOMO, fear of missing out. They wanted to buy a house. They wanted to start playing the real estate lottery as far as equity. But really, they also wanted to have a home to live in or maybe buy an investment property. And the interest rates made it so that most times their payment was less than what they were paying in rent. You guys get it? So the market was making homes sell and over, essentially agents with low skill or agents that were doing a lot of branding and marketing or agents that were doing a lot of social media were fooled into thinking 
that they were successful because of those things, but the reason that they were successful was because of the fact that the market was making them successful. You just had to get in front of transactions. They, they were basically lucky facilitators. Yeah, and look, it didn't. it's not like it was without effort, especially no. working with buyers. Absolutely. I'm not trying to diminish the fact that, yeah, working with buyers in the last market was you know hard. And for those sure. were skills that were well-earned. That's yeah, true. Absolutely. Well, I mean, skills that were well-earned. No contingencies, no home inspection, <laughs> remove yeah. their appraisal, pay hundreds of thousands over Do what asking. the seller tells you to, exactly. to do. Exactly. Do whatever the seller tells you to and do. And then add some. <laughs> However much of a skill set that is. Yeah. But in a marketplace like this, everything has changed. And if you don't have the skills, guys, you're not going to sell the house. That's but, the but problem. But here's the thing. Here's what's cool about that. Yes, there are going to be fewer transactions next year. We all have come to terms with that. However, the sellers who are serious right now they are absolutely highly motivated, serious sellers, and a lot of them are in that expired list, right? New and old and older expireds. The ones that do want to be on the market, and believe it or not, there are a lot of people who are listing today, check your MLS, they're putting their house on the market today, is your for sale sign going in their yard? These are the sellers who will price it to sell, who will do what you say on the feedback, who will work with you, who absolutely have to get the house sold. So let's talk about numbers. You mentioned this, and I was on another Zoom last week. Mm -hmm. um, this one was for eXp Realty, and I was talking to a big group of people. I don't even know how many. And we we're talking about actual numbers. And I don't remember my numbers exactly, but I'll, I'll hedge and give you guys the over and under in case I'm wrong. So back in uh, the very pit of the housing recession, again, many of you, 75% of you were not even in real estate back then. The other 25% will remember this. So in the very depths of the real estate market crash, uh, there were still it's either 4.1 or 4.3 million home mm -hmm. sales. I don't remember which. I think it was 4.1 million home sales, right? So the very pit of the housing crash. And that really was hard, hard times to be in the real estate business. Tons of inventory. Everybody had price reductions all the time. Short sales, foreclosures, lots of distress. It was like, so it was a blessing when you would, as a real estate agent, walk into a seller's house and they would have enough money, equity in the property just to pay the selling fees. Right. Absolutely. It was like, I mean, that's just wasn't, it was normal to walk into a seller's house and have them either losing money or basically making no money. And then now you have to explain yep. to them why you're going to charge a commission and they're actually having to pay out of pocket a portion of your commission. That takes skills. What you guys have been dealing with, not a lot of yeah, skills. Yeah, that was harder. And I'm not, again, I don't want to make you guys mad by saying that. You're going to realize what I'm saying is true if you haven't already. Well, so anyway, back in the very depths of the housing market, there are 4.1 million sales. Now, I'm going to take you, I think that was the number, it may have been 4.3. I'm going to move you guys forward. In 2021, there were 6.1 million home sales. That is an enormous difference. This year, in 2022, which will soon be in our rear view, there's going to be uh, supposedly 4.35 or something like that million home sales. So here's my point. If we go down to 4.1 million sales, or if we stay in that range, which I don't think we will, I think it's Me pretty neither. much impossible that we will. But if we were to, I want you to really put that in, in you know, in, make it proportional, right? Why won't, even if it gets that bad, where it's 4.1 million home sales, that's still 8 million transactions that will happen. That's still 8 million transactions. And what's different from, uh, I think it was 2009. So what's different between then and now? Well, there's a hell of a lot more buyer demand. Um, there's also the average sale price has increased dramatically. So even if you're, even if there's fewer transactions to be had, the average sale price has gone up by at least 50 and sometimes as much as 60% in most markets. And here's the other thing that's nice is when the market goes the direction that it is right now, 
listeners, does, do commissions go up or to make commissions go down? Commissions go up. So you're going to be making more money on higher sale price homes, which means if you keep your head screwed on straight and focus on becoming a listing agent, you'll make tremendously more money. It won't even be comparable. Everyone else is saying, oh, next year is going to be a hard year for real estate. Why? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I really so either. I don't think so. And one of the things is, yes, there will be fewer transactions. A lot of those, you know, people are saying they were front run into the, the two pandemic years, 21 and 20, that people that would have been 2023, you know, upped their game and, and did things sooner. Well, so even if it is only 8 million sides to be paid on, they will be easier transactions to compare to 2009, which everybody always tries to do all the time. Sellers have equity. We have record credit ratings, which means that they can, even with higher interest rates, they can go buy something. We have virtually no distress. It's less than 2%. Of you, homeowners are distressed. You, 50% of the country doesn't even have a mortgage. You were listening to a podcast you were telling me yeah. about. I didn't, I didn't listen to it yet. Mm -hmm. Where the guy actually said, some relatively famous economist, said that anyone that's telling you that there's going to be a housing crash, wasn't his word, is stupid? He, yeah, he said maybe a second grade education, if that's what you're believing right now. And, yeah. he's, and he said that when you hear that, they are demonstrating that they have absolutely no research behind it, no experience. This is coming from the Housing Wire podcast, and he has 40, he has like a decade more of experience than even we do. Mm -hmm. So he was looking back and, and comparing and saying, look, you, it's not comparable. That market and this market are not comparable. The only thing similar might be fewer sales, but they're going to be higher price sales. They're not going to be distressed sales by and large. Maybe one out of 100 might be. Uh, and then you're probably going to have the other side. Because remember, if you, because we were coaching back then, we had, you know, lots of calls. Remember back in 2009, part of the problem, and this is something, again, that demonstrates experience with these predictions. Part of the issue why we were down at 4.1 million back then was because all of those REO and short sale sellers did not become buyers. Right. Okay. They became renters. Excuse me. So we were missing half the transaction. That's part of why it, I, and I don't think we're going to go down into the four million. I don't think so either. I think it's going to have more buoyancy because we don't have that issue primarily. Well, again, and it's the, uh, frankly, the millennials. Now the, you know, well, Generation yes, Z, there's so many up. of them that are wanting to buy homes. It's, it's extraordinary. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, yeah. So there you go, guys. Just stay focused. We're going to work. Get to work. <laughs> we're going to be giving you guys hopefully a lot more analytical, nerdy information because Julie and I kind of uh, feed off that. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> get ready to take good notes and get into action on our next podcast. That's right. So we're going to be giving you 13, maybe more. You guys know us. Uh, oh. Frankly, ways you can get in action now becoming listing agents. The next natural thing for all of you to do is join Premier Coaching. Text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. If you're outside of the continental United States, just go to premiercoaching.com. Uh, but again, the quickest and easiest way for you to do is just text the word Premier to 47372. It takes like 24 seconds to join uh, Premier Coaching after you've sent that text. Go ahead and do it now. And you guys have instant access to all the first level of Premier Coaching, including a daily semi-private coaching call. This is what you need to have momentum going into next year. Don't say, oh, I'm just going to wait to join Premier Coaching until next year. Do it now. The first month is free. You guys can join now. You can use all of December to get your game on for 2023. Don't wait. Join now and remember guys when texting message and data rates may apply have a fantastic day this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com